Friday. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for listening. Pete Callender here, host of the Pete Callender Show. I'm pretty amazed I got the gig, actually. News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT, 704-570-1110 and 1-800-WBT-1110. Now, I don't know about you, but when I when I think about stories out of Asheville, the kind of music that comes to mind, sort of like this. South Carolina, what you said? Try to call the cops and the feds. Yeah. Explosive instead. Yeah. 15, 16, 17 hours. Putting in work like being in the watchtower. Being at the mall taking bread like flowers. SC community. Show right. them the power. Everybody look out, South Carolina. Old ass you trying to talk to a So, what is this rap song about? I go now to Mark Starling. He is the uh, news director and morning host at WWNC, my old uh, uh, alma mater there at, up in uh, Asheville. Uh, to tell us all about the uh, the rap music there, <laughs> because he's, no, I'm kidding. He's not an expert on rap, I don't think. Mark, how are you? Welcome. I'm good, Pete. How you doing? Good to hear your voice. I as And you as well. So um, this story out of Asheville, and that the, the music there is from a, a group out of South Carolina called Dads Against Predators, Dads Correct. or DAP. So first off, uh, and so that's what they were rapping about. They were talking about going after the Preds. The Preds. Is this like some sort of um, uh, like a mountain lion or, or, or bears of North Carolina kind of group? What, what's the deal with this group? Well, you know, uh, we, I, I wish it was something like that instead of something like it actually is, unfortunately. Um, this is basically a group of individuals, and apparently they've got organizations kind of all over the country in different cities and whatnot, and it's, I, I, I don't want to use the word volunteer, but I think this is kind of, um, I would be more like vigilante kind of journalism, I think you would call it. But in a know. good way, in a good way. In a good way. So but they're, he, they're basically creating accounts on uh, different dating apps. Uh, I would actually say they're not dating apps, they're probably more like hookup apps, mm-hmm. and posing as underage children. And luring pedophiles, and then what they do is they schedule to meet them somewhere, and instead of meeting, you know, 14-year-old boy, 12-year-old girl, uh, what they end up is is meeting middle-aged man with a video camera. And they usually choose a place in public, like this, this one that happened in Asheville, just happened to be at the Asheville Mall right inside the Belk Lindsay, and then they confront this person. And when the person decides, you know, they want to try to get away, uh, that's usually when they start screaming at the top of their lungs, uh, this person was here to meet a 14-year-old boy for sex. Um, and you can imagine the kind of reaction that probably gets from people in the stores. Right. Watching the video, and by the way, there is, it's on YouTube. They have an account. It's, uh, I think it's like SC or South Carolina Dads Against Predators. And this was their 15th bust. And the one they picked up, and uh, most uh, uh, that's the subject of this video, is a UNC Asheville professor of inorganic and computational chemistry, a fellow by the name of George Hurd. So what do we know about, what do we know about him other than his uh, professorship there? Well, um, apparently, if you, when you watch the video, uh, Mr. Hurd shows up at the Belk Lindsay uh, to meet who he thinks is a 14-year-old boy for sex, and if if you go by his reasoning, he did it just to see if it was real. He, he wasn't actually going to engage in the act, so he says, uh, but he just wanted to see if it was, if it was real. If it was and, a real person, on the other, a really a 14-year-old, or if it was uh, somebody trying to, what do they call it in the biz, 
uh, catfishing. Cat yeah, yes. catfishing. Yeah. So basically, um, I mean, which, of course, I, I think if you watch any of the old, like, To Catch a Predator videos, this is, they basically, the first line was, oh, I just wanted to see if it was real. Right. Right? So he goes, you know, this guy, this, uh, this young man continues to confront uh, the professor, and basically the professor starts to walk away. That's when this guy starts screaming in the middle of the store, hey, this guy is here to meet a 14-year-old boy for sex. He follows him out to the parking lot, and basically this, this professor tries to avoid uh, taking, letting this guy know where he's parked because he doesn't want him to have his license plate number. Now, now, mind you, by legal standards, there's no crime that has been committed by, right now. Right. Right. Even, even though the, the thought of a you know, grown man soliciting a 14-year-old boy for sex is horrific as it is, there's not a real crime that has taken place up to this point. Because he's not a 14-year-old kid. The well, one who is... Only, right. Right. And, and not only was he not a 14-year-old kid, but he actually used his own picture on the website. Hmm. And he's got a face tattoo. So last time I checked, you had to be at least 18 to, have a, to get a tattoo. Right. But that, that could have been, been a 14-year-old getting a picture, posting it up there right. so as to avoid detection that they're underage. Because right. they're not supposed so, to be on that app. So basically, this guy, this professor says, okay, uh, I'm going to delete you now. You got me. It was a good time. And the guy's like, wait a second. It was a good time? And he really kind of kind of hangs himself up right there. And then, uh, you know, as the video goes further, eventually they get they must get his license plate number because right they did uh, appa- apparently they found out where uh, this guy lived and um, someone um, as as what we're hearing right now is that someone tried to confront him at his home. Oh, with a uh, it was a reporter. Oh, um, with the college newspaper. <laughs> So yeah, because he. So from what I understand, he has now been paced, uh, uh, placed on leave, right, by the school. So uh, the day that the the day that the video was published uh, on YouTube was the day that UNCA got word of it, and they did put him on administrative leave pending an investigation. Um, you know, on this this group claims to work with law enforcement, uh, but local law enforcement didn't have any idea of this group. They've never heard of this group before, and they were caught off guard by it. Well, because they they're, yeah, they're out they of South Carolina. Right, correct. Well, actually, and they've done previous ones, and it actually was residents of Swannanoa, which is just down the street from Asheville. Right. So apparently they're working an awful lot in this area, or there is an awful lot of, shall we say, customers yeah. um, in Preds. this area, yeah. which is a little bit worrisome, to be honest with you. <laughs> like, so um, this professor, yeah. you write in the, uh, your write-up on this, he was also involved with younger kids than college students, right? So he was apparently part of uh, an advisory board for the uh, the math and science Olympiad for uh, NC State. So, you know, I reached out to Asheville City Schools on Wednesday uh, when I first, you know, when I saw everything kind of breaking. And then I realized that I actually had a listener who messaged me and said, hey, I know who this guy is. And he used to work with kids in the school system. Mm-hmm. Here's what he did. And they sent me a link. So I, I immediately got on the email and uh, sent a, a, you know, a message over to Asheville City Schools just to say, hey, listen, I don't know if you've seen this story, but apparently this guy had contact or could have had contact with Asheville City School students. Just want to know if you are aware of it. And if you are aware of it, uh, have you contacted the families of these students? Right. 
uh, you know, to make them aware of it. Right. And um, I have not gotten a response back. So um, that was on Wednesday evening when I sent the email, and uh, I still haven't gotten a response back in, uh, you know, as of 12 o'clock today. So. Well, it sounds like the Asheville City Schools response has not changed at all since I've been up there. Um, oh, yeah. There. <laughs> all righty. Mark Starling, I appreciate your time, buddy. He's the news director and morning host of a WWNC uh, radio in Asheville. Thank you, sir. Have a great weekend, Mark. Good to talk with you. You, you too, Pete. Take care. All right. Appreciate it. WBT, the Beat Calendar Show. All right, so things I learned today. The word pred. Oh, the word pred. Pred. I, I was not aware that that word that that is a word that is used on uh, I guess on the interweb. Pred, short for predator, and kind of sounds like ped like pedophile. But that's that's what they're doing. This group. That's what this group is doing. It's uh, Dads Against Predators. It's a national group, and you go to the uh, website, which is whoisdap, D-A-P, whoisdap.com, and here's how they describe themselves. Nothing more. We aren't superheroes or detectives. We're just dads who saw an issue in our community and wanted to do something about it. What started as a local endeavor soon took us across the country, helping communities from Ohio to Colorado and everywhere in between. Uh, There's three guys who started it, Jay, Terrence, and Joshua. They've been fighting a culture and physical war all of 2020 and will continue to be soldiers for the foreseeable future. These creeps are all around. Driver's ed teachers, wrestling coaches, basketball coaches, JDC guards, Boy Scout leaders, line workers, cooks at Cheddar's, and I don't know why you need to badmouth Cheddar's. What's up with that? I mean, they're in all walks of life. Um, We make it our mission to expose these people for who they really are so you and your family have a database of creeps to stay away from. So I got to say, on the one hand, well, the way that this was done, and I watched the video, I have a couple audio clips. In fact, here. Uh, because the, there's a chapter in South Carolina. I don't know where they operate out of, but they've done now, according to Mark, our uh, previous guest, uh, they've done at least two sting or bust operations here uh, in the Asheville area. I don't know where else they operate, and I think it's fantastic. This is, this is one of the things. I, if, I say this on a great many different topics, but if you want government to do less, then... We should do more. And this is citizens doing more because think about it. What this has, I mean, this is a, uh, it's a psyops, right? Kind of campaign going on that these dads are doing. If these guys are going on to these dating or hookup apps and they have to now worry, I guess they always do worry, but they've got to worry that the person they're talking to could be the DAP group of their, of some local chapter then maybe they don't do it. Maybe it acts as another guardrail for them so they don't get on to the, I mean, I don't know. Look, there's something, I read a book a long time ago, it's called What Cops Know. And uh, one of the things, there was a chapter on pedophiles. And one of the things was that uh, the, the author said was how whenever these guys get busted, these pedophiles get busted. And by the way, there are a lot of them busted in the school systems. Just a heads up. Um, but the 
parents and the community and people, their coworkers, they say, can you believe it? Oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. He was working around all of these kids. And it's like, yeah, that's exactly where the pedophiles will go. That's where they go because that's where the victims are. So, no, it's not surprising. The cops also called them, I think this was out of the Chicago uh, Police Department, they called them short eyes. That's what they called the pedophiles, short eyes. Because they, they all looked down. And then they cops said that they would, um, that the, the Preds would recognize each other when they're out in public and they're both checking out the kids. One of them, and, and if there are two of these predators that are, you know, together and they don't know each other, but they'll like make eye contact and then they'll know and that's how they meet each other. And then they can swap the materials that they have. Stuff like that. And I mean, this was this book was written long before the advent of the, the Internet. So, you know, I don't know. No, I don't know how Justice Katanji Brown Jackson would sentence any of these people. But I'm saying that was what they said back in the day, that this is how a lot of these predators would meet each other. They would meet each other and they would kind of see each other both checking out the little kids because they have the short eyes. And I give you this information so you are armed. Now, take a listen to this. This is um, from the the YouTube video, and it's up at the the South Carolina Dads Against Predators site. And it is it is uncomfortable to watch, but it's also really great to watch <laughs> because there's nothing like somebody getting put on the hook. And being made to squirm, you know, and this guy is definitely squirming. I've not watched any of the other videos. I got 14 others because this was their 15th bust. Um, and so the, apparently there is it's almost like a script that when these guys get caught, they say the same things. And the dads, the, the dabs, the dads against predators, they have now had enough of these interactions where they know exactly what the guys are going to say. And they have answers for all of it. Okay, I don't have time to play the audio right now. We'll do it after the news. We'll do it after the news. News Talk 1110-993-WBT, 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. Remember, you can also get the podcast at WBT.com. You can also email me, Pete, at the Pete Callender Show. Oh, and right now, would you like to go see James Taylor in concert with his all-star band? Friday, June 24th, it's at at the Spectrum Center. And if you are the 11th caller right now, uh, then you can uh, win them before you can buy them. Tickets for an evening with James Taylor right now to the 11th caller at 704-570-1110 or 1-800-WBT-1110. Operator is sitting by waiting to hear from you. So there's this group out of, uh, well, it's a national group called Dads Against Predators. They've got a, a South Carolina division, and they got a YouTube channel. They've made 15 busts of predators, pedophiles. They go Essentially what they do is they create fake profiles on dating apps or hookup apps. They then engage in chats with people, and they suss out the pedophiles, they say, you know, I'm underage, I'm 14, and they pretend to be a child, and then they arrange a meetup with this person, ostensibly, for that person to have the sex with the uh, the fake child. 
And of course, when they show up, it's, you know, to catch a to catch a predator. It's and they've got they got video rolling and all of that. So their latest bus was a North Carolinian. Well, actually, I think he's from Britain. Sounds like he's British, but he's a UNCA professor, UNC Asheville professor of inorganic and computational chemistry. His name is George Hurd. And, uh, well, take a listen. This is what it so have, uh, how it sounds. So, we can have a conversation about what you're here to do, or we can go speak to the police. I figured you were, um, jailbaiting, so yeah. that was a lot of fun. Yeah, um, so do you want to, you know, kind of explain yourself, you know, tell me what you're here to do, who you're here to meet up with? I was here to meet you because you were catfishing me, <clears throat> and I will now delete you. And it was a lot of fun. So as he's saying this, he pulls out his phone, the British guy, that's Mr. Hurd, Professor Hurd. He pulls out his phone and he starts, he goes immediately into the Grinder app and he deletes the profile in order to clear out all the messages as he's talking to this guy. And he says, oh, I thought you were jailbaiting me, catfishing me. Catfish is where you... Put a fake picture up, I think. I think that's what it is. You put a fake picture, a fake profile or something, and you catfish people into thinking that you're someone you're not. And so what the professor is saying is that he only showed up to make sure that his suspicion was correct that this was actually an adult. Does that strike anybody else as illogical? You're going to hear, yeah. All right, so, so he says this and... As he's deleting it, he says, so, uh, yeah, it was, it was fun, which is a weird thing to say, too. It was a lot of fun. I mean, it was a lot of fun. You're getting caught. I mean, your, your, your life is going to be ruined after today. Uh, so, actually, I mean, no, it's not. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Because you're going to be all over YouTube, and, you know, I have thousands of people seeing my stuff. So, you know, you kind of you came here to meet with a 14-year-old boy to have sex with him. You no, were pretty, I came here. You were sexually explicit in the conversation. I was so not you can't particularly say, sexually explicit, but that's okay. Not particularly sexually explicit. I was not. See, because what happened, he just deleted the profile and the text messages between or the direct messages between the two accounts. So now he's denying that they were not sexually explicit. Slight problem. The guy on the other side of the camera has screenshots. Yeah, well, I'm just going to walk you to your car just to... You know, it's going to walk you to your car so I can get your license plate. Because now Professor Hurd is trying to, to leave the department store, trying to leave the mall because he met him at the mall. He's trying to leave the store, walk out the door and essentially flee. Since you don't want to have a conversation, we're going to have the police knocking at your door. Excuse me, everybody. This man is here to meet with the 14 year old boy. <laughs> This man is here to meet with the 14-year-old boy for sex off of the app Grinder. What do you guys think about that? That's disgusting, right? That is absolutely vile. So he's screaming this as he's following the guy out of the department store. So now what happens is you've created this situation where uh, the guy can't go to his car because this. So because the the DAP guy, the Dads Against Predators. The dab guy is following him. So he, as he's trying to leave, he's screaming. Now, if he had stayed put and, and talked, he would not have screamed. But because he starts walking, dad starts yelling at him. Dad starts 
uh, or uh, uh, Professor Hurd is now outside, and now Dad says, I'm going to follow you to your car so I can get your license plate. Well, now he can't go to his car either. I got I don't know like who developed the tactics here, but brilliant. Brilliant. I don't know. Uh, this is the only video from this organization that I have seen so far. I do intend to go back and watch some of the others because if this is sort of their MO, if this is the standard operating procedure on how you confront, it's brilliant. And you're going to hear how he how he kind of uh, because he knows what to expect the professor to do and say and how to behave, they have built-in responses already, right? So when he walks up, he first offers him the opportunity, hey, why don't we chat? And of course, the professor doesn't want to chat. And he immediately deletes the text. And he says, oh, there was nothing explicit. It was not particularly sexually explicit. And that's when dad pulls out another phone and says, I got all the screenshots right here. So now he's recording with one phone. He's got all the screenshots of all of the exchange, and now Professor knows he's busted. So now Professor tries to leave. And so as he's walking out, Dad then says, he starts screaming, hey, this guy's you know trying to hook up with a, uh, came here to meet a boy 14 years old for sex. Isn't that vile? It's disgusting. And then they get outside, and as soon as they clear the door, Dad says, I, I'm going to follow you to your car. Yeah, let's go to your car. I'm going to follow you to your car, um, and I'm going to get your license plate. So now the guy can't go inside because... He was just getting yelled at, and you don't want that. And he can't go to his car. So now what is he forced to do? Well, exactly what he did do. He stood there, and he tried to explain himself. And wait till you hear that. That's up next. All right, News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT. Congratulations to Jeremy from Weddington. He is the winner of the James Taylor tickets. Uh, Stay tuned for more chances to win. Uh, We will be giving away another uh, set of tickets for the WBT anniversary event. So uh, stay tuned for that. All right. So there's this group out of South Carolina, uh, at least the local chapter, Dads Against Predators. And it's a national group. They've got a South Carolina division. And what they do is they go around and they conduct stings against pedophiles on dating apps and such. And they got one uh, yesterday, or within a couple days, they posted the video yesterday, I believe. And it's a UNCA professor, UNC Asheville professor of inorganic and computational chemistry. His name is George Hurd. He has now been placed on administrative leave while an investigation is being conducted by the university. The Asheville police are also now investigating Professor Hurd was also involved in that local area with middle and high school students through the NC State Math, uh, Math and Science Olympiad. Okay, so here is the video um, confrontation on YouTube. This is audio from it, where the the DAP, the Dad Against Predators, the DAP goes in, videotapes him, and says, "Yeah, you were here to meet with me." And the first reaction that Professor Hurd has is, oh, I was just checking to see if you were catfishing me and jailbaiting me. That's those are the terms. Well, yes, actually, he was, Um, which if that's why uh, you thought he if, if you thought you were being set up, why would you go? Why would you meet the person if you thought it was a setup? Why would you go meet him? Because he tries to play it off like, oh, yeah, I, I knew this was going to happen. I, I, I was part of it. I, I was just checking and. Yeah, I was just having some fun. 
Really? Just having some fun about that. So then he tries, so he deletes the profile and the text messages off of the uh, the app while they're standing there. Immediately goes to his phone and pulls it out and starts deleting stuff. At which point then the DAP says, well, I got all on, I got all of the uh, correspondence on screenshots. So you can delete what you want, but I've got them. At that point, the professor makes a beeline for the door, tries to leave. And the DAP starts saying, this guy tried to meet up with a 14-year-old, screaming it out so everybody can hear it. So now he's outside the building, and DAP then says, I'm going to follow you to your car, and I'm going to get your license plate. So now he can't go to his car. He can't go back inside, or else he's going to get yelled about again. So now he's stuck out front, and here's what happened. I went because I was curious. I was curious. To find out if you were real or if. I hear that all the time. That's that's like ninety uh, percent of the time they use that excuse. A catfishing. Oh yeah, I was catfishing and you. It's to protect the children. It's not to. It's not protect any children. Yes, it is. It's for your own strange jollies. Yeah. And I mean, I'm glad you think that because uh, you know there are children on these apps all the time who are meeting up with adults your age. This man's here to meet with a 14 year old boy for sex. It's pretty gross, right? It's very gross. Yeah. I mean, see, at least you know that's disgusting. Yes, I know it's disgusting. So, why did you come? It's not something I would normally do. I was curious. You, like, creeped up to the mall, too. You didn't even tell me you were on the way or nothing like that. That was pretty pretty sneaky of you. It's so funny because you said you saw me outside, and you did see me outside. I did see you outside. You saw me several times. I saw you a couple of times, and that's when I was pretty sure that you weren't for real. So, so, and you still came in. Yes. Nobody walks into this thinking that it's a trap, you know? Like, if you really thought it was a trap, then I'm convinced that you wouldn't have come. You know no, what I mean? No, I absolutely thought it was a trap. Absolutely thought it was a trap. You got me. Have fun. I won't do it again. Alright, well, do you want to you take a walk to your car? No, I do not want to go and take a walk to my car because... Well, I mean, I've got all day to stand here. We can walk around the parking lot, you know, until we get to your car. I mean, I'm not going to leave here until we do get your license plate. So, I mean, if I'm harassing you, no. if you feel like I'm harassing you, then feel free to call the police. I actually do feel like you're harassing you. I so, don't I mean, feel free to call the police. Well, why don't you want to call the police then? Because you, know you, you know you're guilty, right? I'm not actually... If you were just curious, then why were you sexually explicit in the chat? That's just curiosity. Curiosity. Curiosity is what he says. Brilliant. So then he, it's brilliant. So now you're outside, now you're talking, and now what does he say? If you feel like I'm harassing you, feel free to call the police. But he can't. He can't call the police. Because if he calls the police, now he's going to get investigated. So at that point, the professor starts walking across the parking lot. But the DAP knew where the professor had parked. And because this was at the Asheville Mall, I knew where he parked, too. It was over at the food court, which is underneath one of the covered decks. And he walks the opposite direction. He starts walking away, and the DAP is like, look, this is not the first time I've I've done this. You can walk around all day. I've got all day. At some point, you're going to have to go to your car. And if you feel like I'm harassing you, then by all means, call the police. Oh, and by the way, this is a... One party consent state, which means 
I can record you all over the place as long as I consent. As long as one party consents, I can do this. And I consent to myself. So after a while, the professor walks over and sits down in some bushes. And his whole life is done. Like, it's just, that's what you could see it. And he's he's wrestling with this, and he's going through in his mind. It's just racing, and he uh, he then finally gets up, walks over to the car, and he gets in the car, and the guy gets his license plate, and he drives away. And now he's been placed on administrative leave at UNC Asheville. The Asheville police are also investigating, and... I don't know if I, so far I don't really see a downside to this as long as it's all voluntary on the part of the dads, right? Well, there is a downside is in that when you gaze upon these things for so long, it's important to make sure you don't become it. You know, it's a very sort of narciss, uh, narcissus, the story of narcissus. Um, I see similar stories like the people who monitor graphic content on Facebook and other social media platforms, and it messes with you. You see images and stuff. Because what this Scott, what the DAP says at one point in this conversation is that he gets all sorts of pictures from these pedophiles, from these preds. He gets all sorts of pictures. And he really would prefer not to get all of those pictures. But he gets them, but that's part of what he has to do in order to lure them out. So... Don't know if there are any other operations like this one in the South Carolina, uh, Asheville area. Don't know if there's one in North Carolina, but uh, just heads up, Predators. 